This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Tallahassee, you're listening to 94.1 Wave 94, Escape to Heaven, Servant Marcia, Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. I am excited to wake up. The fog is here, but what does that mean to you and I? I mean, how do I find my way through all of the fog to the point of my destiny? And hopefully my destiny is eternal life back to the Father. And so what we're going to look at this morning is how great our God is. He is the God that made heaven and earth. And I agree with David uh, when they brought the ark back from the Philistines and they were just so thankful to have the presence of the Lord back in their life. And I, I feel the same way. There are times that I go through so many things. I mean, so many disappointments and just problems and concerns of being in this world that I long for the presence of God. Amen. And here's what David said. David said, Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. I seek the Lord on a daily basis. I'm looking for the Lord to manifest in my life. I need God. You need God. Every moment, particularly now, as we're living through tribulous times and and just perilous time is the correct word with so much tribulations. We need God. We need Him every day as we live with our spices and our children and going to work or being in retirement or ministry. We need our precious God. So we are to glory in His name. Seek the Lord and His strength, His face continually. Remember the marvelous works that he's already done in your life, the many times that he saved you from death, the many times that he healed your body. Remember his wonders and his judgments, uh, how he pulled Israel out. You know, a lot of times we forget that Jesus was Jewish and our faith in Christ has an impetus and the beginning of the faith, it's a Jewish, an Israelite background. We are uh, that is our foundation. So we are to praise the Lord 
God of Israel. He is our God. He is our Lord. His judgments are in all the world. We're to remember that God has created covenants, not just with Israel, but also with those that believe in Christ Jesus, those that have accepted Jesus as their Savior, the blood of the Lamb that taketh away the sins of the whole world. And that was the uh, important, uh, critical factor about Jesus. Jesus did not just come to the Israelites. Yes, he looked at them first, but his ministry expanded to those that did not have originally the covenant of Abraham or the oath that God made with Isaac and confirmed with Jacob. So that's those of us, myself included, as far as I know, the Gentiles. We were the ones that lived on earth, but did not have that covenant with God. We were a part of the 70 nations that were not under the rulership of the creator of mankind, the creator of heaven and earth. We were instead under all those little gods that were over those nations that uh, the Lord said, okay, you do not want to agree with me. You want to agree with the fallen angels and the, uh, the Nephilims and uh, all of those other beings that were created but would not surrender or or submit to God back during the days of the building of the Tower of Babel, and thus the Lord separated mankind in that fashion. But can I tell you, because of Jesus, who made two, two, Mankind, two nations, two type of spirits, which were the Gentiles and for lack of a better word, the Jews or the Israelites. And he brought them together and made them one under God, meaning that now both have access to the throne of God. Everything I've said thus far is just me telling the Lord, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for loving mankind. Thank you, Lord, for loving the image that you created in your own likeness. And glory and honor is in the presence of God. Strength and gladness are in his place. And God is so mightyful. So powerful that once you are in the family of God, right? Like you've entered into the kingdom of God and thus you are his children. You are his, his, uh, he's your God. You're his people, right? Um, just as he did with the Israelites, he allowed no man to do them harm. Matter of fact, he reproved kings and kingdoms for the sake of the Israelites. And he said, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. And that's who we are. We are the anointed of Christ Jesus of God. And we, I give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. So now back to us. How do we enter into heaven or eternal life with the Father? And if I was to go with your Bible and our Bible to Matthew, the 19th chapter, starting at verse 16, 
Uh, and behold, one came and said unto Jesus, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And remember, when we say eternal life or everlasting life, we're really saying, uh, how do I get back? How do I be assured that when this body, this temple, this temporal being that my spirit and soul is encased in, how do my eternal being return or become one with God again? How do I get back to heaven is what it really means. That's what eternal life is when we say it. We're not saying we want to go to hell eternally. We're saying we want to go to heaven eternally and be with the Father in the kingdom of God. Amen. And so Jesus answered him and said, Why callest thou me good? There is no none good but one. That is God, the Father. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. So that's how we enter into heaven. And so the person that asked the question said, well, which commandments should we keep? And Jesus said, thou shall not murder, shall not commit adultery, shall not steal, shall not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself. So it was a young rich guy that posed the question. He says, well, I've done all this from my youth. And Jesus said unto him, if thou wilt be perfect, Go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. Now, the rich guy, he, he, he that was just too much for him. He was like, sell everything I have as rich as I am. <laughs> that will not be happening. So then Jesus looked at his disciples and said, verily, I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And notice he didn't say the kingdom of God. He said the kingdom of heaven. There is, in fact, a difference. They are not uh, equal to each other. They're different. The kingdom of God is within you. That means, has have you been transformed from being carnal, carnality-based to being spiritually-based, uh, adhering to the statutes and commandments of the Father, meaning that Holy Spirit has been activated in you, and therefore you have the grace, the power to live as God lives in heaven, as Jesus lived when he was on earth. You now have that same capacity. That's the kingdom of God. Kingdom of heaven is an actual geographical place that you and I don't know where it is, but it does exist. And it's not on earth, it's far above the earth. So that's the difference. Kingdom of heaven is a place, just like hell is a place, that your spirit man will actually go once your body has ceased to exist. So that is why the Lord said, Jesus said, hardly a rich man will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, he said, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle 
than for a rich man to enter, now he says, into the kingdom of God, meaning to become transformed, to become God-like while you're living on earth. Now, when they use the term, when he used the term eye of the needle, when I was in Israel, um, they showed me the eye of the needle and what it meant in those days. In those days, there was an entrance uh, in order to get into various parts of the city. And so in order for a camel to go through that very small entrance, you would literally have to take everything off of the camel, everything, all the stuff that was on the camel, then let the camel go through. And then on the other side, you put everything back on the camel. But if the camel was too big, too fat, too tall, camel couldn't get in either. So that is what uh, Jesus was referring to, which everyone understood back in those days. So then knowing they understood that, the disciple says, well, if that's the case, who can be saved? And Jesus answered back to them and said, you know, with man, this is impossible. Nobody can be saved. But with God, all things are possible. Amen. I, I hope you understood that because and when we enter into eternal life with God, the father, with Jesus, uh, Jesus even said, verily, I say unto you that which ye have followed me in the regeneration when the son of man shall sit in the throne of his glory. The 12 disciples were told that you will sit upon 12 thrones and judge the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone that have forsaken their house, their brethren, sisters, father, mother, wife, child, lands for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. So we can stop there because that explained right there. How do you enter into heaven? How do you literally gain everlasting life, eternal life with Jesus, with the Father, Holy Spirit? How? We just found out how. You would have to forsake all on earth, everything on earth. You forsake it, meaning that it does not compare to your intimacy, your walk with the Lord, your direction by Holy Spirit, your adherence uh, to the commandments of God. Matter of fact, let's go to Matthew 22nd chapter, verse number 34, 37. Okay. And you're listening to Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, Servant Marcio. You know, we have to remember that our God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But not only that, he is not the God of the dead. But instead, he is the God of the living. So we're saying, how do we enter into everlasting life to be without God? Amen. And here's what Jesus said. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. You know, if we were to turn to the Ten Commandments, I believe the first thing it says is, Thou shalt have no other God before me. 
And the second is like unto it, where it says, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And I believe that's in Leviticus. If I was to turn there, the 19th chapter, if you have your Bible, you should go there. And hopefully that's where we see the Ten Commandments. Let me see. Hold on. I'm turning to Leviticus 19 chapter. And um, well, this it is speaking. Let me see. 19 chapter. Anyway, uh, 18th verse. So here we are. Yes. Yes. Here it is. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. So as God was giving them his statues and his way for uh, Israelites to live, and then that transcends to Gentiles that have been converted by their faith in Christ Jesus. Here's what your conversion, this is the life, this is the behavior, this is the characteristics that should be exemplified in you because now through Jesus, you have been grafted in to the oath that God made with Abraham, but also the new covenant where the Lord has now placed his words in, in your heart and in your mind. So here's what the Lord said. He said um, to the children of Israel, ye shall be holy for I, the Lord, your God am holy <laughs> and you are not to uh, turn unto idols because I am the Lord, your God. So you're not to have anything of this world above your relationship with the father. And you shall fear your mother and your father and keep the Sabbaths. I am the Lord, your God. I know no one likes to talk about the Sabbath, but here it is in the Bible. So we must move towards the things that would would uh, manifest or demonstrate that you are doing as Jesus has said over here in Matthew, uh, the 22nd chapter, uh, where he's saying, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. So uh, whether or not you love God is based upon your obedience. Are you obeying or you have a heart to obey the commandments that and statutes and principles that God literally gave to the Israelites because of those statutes and principles? They received a covenant. Now, we receive our covenant through Jesus Christ, but Jesus tells you he did not come to abolish anything, but instead fulfilled it. And our faith in him gives us grace, power and authority to also walk in those statues and commandments. Wow, we like to use authority to cast the devil out. Well, what about casting out your will out of yourself so that the will of the Father can be done on earth through you? Oh my, whole new concept. Matthew, the 25th chapter, I'm going to move there because we're trying to figure out how on earth do we enter into eternal life, everlasting life with the Father in the kingdom of heaven. And I'm starting to feel like, well, we have to have an 
We have to first enter into the kingdom of God. And you can't do that. I mean, John, John, I think, talks about that. Jesus talks about it, um, where he said, except a man be born again, he cannot enter. Let me just pull. Let me look at that. He cannot see. I believe that's how he said it when Nicodemus came to him at night. A great uh, leader, Nicodemus of the Pharisees, a ruler of the Jews. And he says, I know you're from God because God is with you because of the miracles that you do. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So remember now, the kingdom of God is intangible here on earth, existing with inside of you. And then he says, verily, verily, because, you know, Nicodemus said, what do you mean? I have to be born again. How do you get born again when I'm already born? And so here's Jesus saying, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, meaning baptism, and of spirit, meaning Holy Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Okay. And so over in Romans, I, I'm just kind of, hitting things to remind all of us uh, the reality of uh, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, that they are, in fact, two different things. The kingdom of God, Romans 14, chapter, verse number 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because those that uh, he that in these things serve Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. So let's go back to Matthew 25th chapter. Um, this is where we have the kingdom of God, where you have uh, 10 virgins, which is our church, the church of God, the people that believe in God right now accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Uh, they took their lambs, went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five were wise and five were foolish. So the foolish took their lamp, but they didn't put any oil in it. No Holy Ghost. Just a lot of word, a lot of scripture, a lot of tradition, a lot of uh, natural understanding, but did not pursue receiving the indwelling, activated Holy Spirit. The wise took all. In their vessels. And while, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered. So everybody kind of just rested in their knowledge that they're saved and sanctified and all like that. But at midnight, there, a cry was made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Now the virgins that um, had their all, they were able to run out there and meet the bridegroom, but those that did not said, they looked at the wise ones and said, give us some of your all because our lamps have gone out, meaning that they did not even have the light to go out in the darkness to meet the bridegroom. See, we are to, when Jesus was on earth, he said it plainly, he says, I am the light of the world. So those that have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then the light should also be turned on now in you. And you're able to go out to in the darkness. And yet they could not. Why? Because they had no all in their, um, had no all. 
And so afterwards they came unto the other virgins saying, uh, Lord, Lord, they went and got some all. And by the time they came back, the door was shut and they're knocking on the door. And the Lord answered, he said, verily, I said unto you, I know you not. So when the Lord comes back, like the rapture or, or your moment to leave earth, you must have Holy Spirit inside of you. You must have Jesus inside of you. The kingdom of God must be activated inside of you in order for you to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So when they came and knocked on the door that leads to the Lord, that leads to the kingdom of heaven, he said, I know you not. So, the key is this, watch therefore, because Jesus said, you know, neither the day nor the hour wherein the son of man cometh. Another instance would be where this uh, great man gave uh, his servants uh, talents, meaning gifts. He gave five, one, two to another and one to another. And he said, look, while I'm gone, you know, I got to go do what I have to do. I'll see you when I get back. So the one that had the five talents, he went out and he made more money and traded them and got five more talents. So now he has 10 and and the one that had two, he went out and did more work and he now has four. But the one that had one gift, he went and digged it, the earth and hid it. So after a while, the Lord of these servants came and said, OK, let me see what you did. The one that uh, had five and got five more, he said, oh. Well done, well done, well done, my good and faithful servant. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. And then the other one, he had two, and he did the same thing with him. But the one that came that only had one talent. And uh, this is what he said. Well, uh, see, now, Lord, I know, I know, I heard that uh, you're a hard man. Uh, you're reaping things that you didn't sow and you gather things that weren't strong. I was afraid. So see, see, there we go. We found the key. The key for any of us not doing the things that God has called us to do on this earth is uh, the key is fear. The guy that had one talent and did not go out and, and do anything naturally required to increase what he received. He said, I was afraid. That's what he said. So I hid my talent. And so, Lord, here go the one that you gave me. And the Lord, his Lord, reacted and said, my wicked and slowful servant. Laziness is a sin. We don't see it like that, but God does. You knew that I reap where I sowed not and gathered where I have not strolled. Thou oughtest therefore to at least have put my money with the changers, the exchangers. And then at my coming, you would have had my money with interest, but you didn't do that. So he, he told his uh, gods, take that talent away from him. Give it to the one that have 10. And then uh, he said, cast this unprofitable servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here's the lesson for us to learn. We always talking about we want to go to heaven. 
we act like the reason why we were saved and delivered from sin was only to go to heaven. That is so not the case. That is not true. Right here, we have read that while we are on earth, you want to go to heaven, then let us be certain that we invest time and energy and finding out, understanding what is will of God for my life. What is my purpose? What does he want me to do? And then do it and multiply, meaning you got saved. Now you should go out and help others to find their way to the Lord. So you should not arrive at eternity with just your soul. There should be many other souls that come to the knowledge of the kingdom of God because of you, the light shining in you, the all activated in you. You're the lamp. You're the temple. You. So when the son of man shall come and he'll bring his holy angels with him and he'll sit on the crown, the throne of his glory and they'll be gathered in front of him, all nations, and he'll separate them as the shepherds divide the goats from the sheep. The sheep he'll put on the right hand, the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For when I was hungry, there go the works. This is what you should be doing now. You fed me. I was thirsty. You gave me drink. I was a stranger. You took me in naked and clothed. You clothed me. I was sick. You visit me. I was in prison. You came to see me. Then shall the righteous say, but Lord, when, when did we ever see you hungry and fed you thirsty and gave you a drink or when did we see you naked and clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison? And the king of all kings shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto thee, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. And then the question becomes for you and I, common sense, who is our brethren? And our brethren is all people of the world. All people of this earth is your brethren. We must exemplify, as Jesus said, love. He said, love your brother as you love yourself. That's all people. <laughs> then shall he say unto them on the left, which were the goats, and goats simplify rebellious, meaning that they know the way of God. They know the commandments of God. They know, be ye holy because I'm holy. They know this, but they decided to rebel. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting, but not everlasting life, everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. So when we do not agree with God, agree with Jesus, then we alternatively agree with the devil and his angels. Because when I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was sick, you didn't visit. 
I was naked, you didn't clothe. And so those that do not go into everlasting life goes into everlasting punishment. Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, Servant Marcia, I want to say one more thing to you in Titus, the third chapter. It says that the kingdom, the kingdom of God, for instance, the kingdom, everlasting life, because of the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward mankind, right? So it is not the works, really, but the works that we were just speaking about, that demonstrates that the kingdom of God is operating within you. So it's not by works of righteousness that we have done, but it's according to God's great mercy. Okay? He saved us by washing of regeneration. And that regeneration is through Christ Jesus, His blood, the Lamb, and renewing of the Holy Spirit, the transformation be ye renewed, <laughs> which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by God's grace, we shall be made heirs of the kingdom of God according to the hope of eternal life. You want to escape to heaven? I've given you the prescription that is detailed in the word of God. Love the Lord your God with all your might, your strength, your heart, your soul, your spirit, and love one another. And thus, we can enter into everlasting life, reunited with our Father. Today, I pray a blessing upon everyone in Radio Land. Bless you. May you make the decision to follow Christ and to enter into everlasting life. May God be with you. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful existence on earth. Let that light shine so that others can be pulled out of darkness. And so that when the Father come, when Jesus come, He will recognize you because He Himself will be inside of you. God bless you. And I can't wait to see you next week. May you have a wonderful week. Bye. Yeah.